Beatitudes, where your host, Dr. Kwame Tsukina, will give you tools to experience wisdom in your everyday life. Listen each week as Dr. Kwame Tsukina shares stories that will help guide your faith, perspective, and attitude in every situation. This is Dr. Sakina of Indigenous Messengers International, and here is our host. Welcome today to the Bee Attitudes. We're going to take a little bunny trail today since it's the holiday season, and we're going to talk about coping with holiday stress. I thought that might be really helpful for those of us who are gathering together during this time. We have people that are doing Christmas, some people are doing Hanukkah. Different cultures celebrate in different ways, but this is the time of the year that many of them come together for their holiday celebrations. It's a time of gathering with work colleagues, friends, and family members. And as people, we have different experiences with our families. You know, families come in all shapes and sizes. And it can be a very stressful time of the year, especially for people who've had a loss, like a death in the family or there's health issues, anything like that can make these times even more stressful. For some people, it can be a time that's stress-free, but for others, it can be a time that's stressful, full of stress. It's not always the Norman Rockwell version. For those of you who are old enough, like myself, to remember who Norman Rockwell was, he was an artist and a painter, and a lot of his stuff was on the post Post magazine or Life magazine back in the day, and his art always depicted families coming together, and they were beautiful. Like there's one that's uh, the family that's around the turkey, and everyone's there together at the dinner table, and it looks beautiful. and And I call what I call Facebook and some of the social medias now. I call them the Norman Rockwells of today. So you can have this perfect family looking on your Facebook pictures or on your social media pictures, but that's not always the way it is behind the scenes. It can be a time where we're joining with family that we may even have had discord with over the year, and it can be difficult to get along with some relatives hanging out in the same space. We are in a polarized time, and I remember at the last election that it was reported that many families had blow-ups at the Thanksgiving table, at their Christmas and Hanukkah celebrations because of politics and different belief systems. And that, that can be very stressful for people. And we want to make sure that we try our best during this time for this to be a season of togetherness, bringing ourselves together. It can be a time of triggered emotions, disappointment, travel pressure, running from store to store and pushing ourselves to meet the demands from ourselves and from other people. We can also be overwhelmed with additional obligations during this time and how we're going to meet them, expecting way too much of ourselves. And it's really easy to be swept into the seasonal expectations and not realize that we're the ones that need to plan what we put on our plates and the expectations need to be reasonable. It's really okay to say no. It's really okay to have boundaries around your time. There's pressure at this time of the year to be happy. It's like everyone feels like they need to be happy. And it's a time of nostalgia. And we can place impossible emotional expectations on ourselves during that time. For those of us who don't have families to gather with, it can really be a time of increased loneliness, especially if there's been a death in the family. 
Despite the stress, it can also be an exciting time of the year, a nostalgic time of the year. And if we keep our expectations in check, because we have to remember that expectations are resentments waiting to happen, if we can keep those in check and try to stay in the present and just be, there's that, the be attitude, the attitude of being, then we can create some memories that will warm us when we look back on them in the future. Considering the recent devastating news of Stephen Twitch Boss and his death last week, I felt led to share some helpful tips for the season. And, and looking at that situation, so many people talked about how happy he was and how inspirational he was. That's, that's true. We can all have those things. And at the same time, we can have other things going on in our lives that no one really knows about. It can be helpful for people dealing with loneliness, addiction, and mental health issues and dysfunctional families to have some helpful tips as we navigate this season. For people dealing with substance abuse and eating disorders, this can be a very triggering time of the year. There's so much focus on food, especially sugary desserts, carbs, high-fat foods, fast foods. Also, this is a season of increased alcohol consumption and alcohol used to celebrate in festivities. It's important to have a plan to navigate the holidays. If you are a recovering food addict or a recovering alcoholic, or it's really important to have a plan to navigate and to prevent your relapse during the season. As an addictions therapist, we always knew in our field that there was more relapse during this time of the year than ever. People get with their families, and if they have triggers from their childhood or different things going on, it can really cause people to be on a slippery slope. The focus on the substances combined with getting together with family can really be a trigger, especially if the family that we're involved with is involved with addiction as well. It's important for us to stay present and cognizant of our internal process, checking in with ourselves and acknowledging how we feel and what our needs are in order so that we can remain emotionally healthy and emotionally sober. Sobriety is not just about being dry from chemicals or processes. It's about being emotionally sober and good emotional health. It's good to do a checklist of what our triggers might be so that we can be prepared for them ahead of time and be able to respond and not react in ways that are self-defeating. One of the tools we're taught in recovery is HALT, H-A-L-T. Don't get hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And you can see how the holiday season is, can, it really causes those things to go up, especially hungry, lonely, and tired. When these are happening, our chances of relapse are great. The holidays are a time we can be propelled into all four, and it's up to us to stay out of the insanity and the unrealistic expectations that we can place on ourselves. For those of us who come from abusive families or are victims of domestic violence, it's really good to be aware that these issues can increase during the holidays due to the stress of financial expectations or traveling and interaction with other people at the holiday events. Survivors from past traumatic events that happened during the holidays can also experience painful triggers at the same time of the year. The smells, the sounds, 
the sights, all those can trigger body memories. And those body memories are stored in the cells of our body, causing panic attacks and feelings of post-traumatic stress to resurface. For survivors who've experienced violence or sexual abuse from family members, running into those people of the family at a holiday event can cause difficult reminders of the past abuse. It's important for you to be able to plan it, have an escape plan for yourself and your children if you have children while you're traveling if you are a victim of domestic violence and abuse. B, there's the B again, be aware of the resources in the area that you're traveling to and have a phone number for a safe shelter where you can access it in an emergency if possible. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Make sure you have warm clothes in case you must be on foot to get to safety. Contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline for information. When I was in an abusive relationship many years ago, my counselor told me to pack an overnight bag and keep it in the trunk of my car, along with some cash for an emergency. At the time, in my denial state, I thought that was overdoing it a bit. It was not. There came a time I had to run with my children in the night for protection. It's good to have a plan. Christmas was a difficult time for me when I lived with my abuser, and it was a very difficult time for my children. One Christmas, he tore down the tree. One year, he opened all the presents ahead of time and brought them to me and told me to take them back or cram them up my butt. I'm, the one, of the, I'm one of the few people who got out at age 32 and rebuilt my life with God's help. So if you're one of those women, know that you are not alone and God can rebuild your life as well. As a survivor of abuse, it's important to practice self-care by eating nourishing meals, taking time to rest, even for little short breaks, getting enough sleep, and pacing ourselves. That's really hard to do during the holidays. And that's hard for me as a recovering person to do all the time. Self-care is one of the first things that goes to the wayside when I'm struggling. It's just a part of that recovery process is that we need to learn how to take care of ourselves and do that consistently. It's important to have boundaries for ourselves as well. We don't have to be around anyone who has harmed us in any way or attend a gathering where they're present. We get to decide who we're going to be with and how long we're going to be with people. We can say no, even if others are disappointed and even if we decide not to to attend. No is a sentence. If you're still in a relationship with an abuser and unable to set boundaries, then it's important to make sure that you reach out for emotional support before and after the event to be able to process your emotions with a safe person. For those of us with depression, which I have had in the past and I've had anxiety or other forms of mental illness, the holidays can be especially hard we can put pressure on ourselves to be happy. And when we're struggling with depression, it's not always possible to feel joy or happiness at all. I remember during the time I had postpartum depression, I just felt flat and dull. None of the holiday foods I had enjoyed in the past even appealed to me at all, and food tasted like white paste in my mouth. It made my sadness and hopelessness even deeper as I longed for the days I had felt joy and a sense of celebration, 
I just couldn't feel much of anything. I just felt like a slug, and I felt worthless. And the holiday season made that harder for me. The holidays can also feel very heavy if we're alone and without family, as in the case of elders or single adults with no local family to visit or share the time with at all. Everywhere we look, we see families and children, married couples that are happy, and although we are happy for them, we can be sad for ourselves that we are so alone. Memories from past holidays when our children were young or when our spouse was alive or when we were part of a community that no longer exists can be very painful to process. It can be a time we're reminded of friends or relatives that have passed. The loss can be so great that the holidays for some people may be a more isolating time of the year. Remember that it's, it's okay to struggle and remember too that the holidays will soon pass. Some of the red flags that the season brings uh, that we can see in ourselves would be getting easily agitated, snapping at people, cutting down on our sleep schedule, over-drinking, overeating, forgetting to hydrate ourselves, overspending, eating too much of the wrong things, and overindul- overindulging in any of our medicators through processes and substance addictions. If we find we're falling back into self-defeating patterns and behaviors, we can talk to a friend, take a breather, take a time out for a walk or a drive. We can get out of our heads and get back into our bodies and be present in our circumstances. If we become overwhelmed, we can ask for help. We can attend a 12-step meeting. They're free. You can go online. You can Google online for any of the things you're struggling with, and the meetings go through the holidays because they know that's the most difficult time for people. We can also seek a therapy session with our local pastor, a rabbi, or a therapist for support. The important thing is to reach into our process and then reach out for support. We don't have to navigate the holidays alone. It's my desire that each of you have a peaceful spiritual season and that you will enjoy it in whatever capacity it's presented to you. Let's just remember to stay safe and take care of ourselves. We are worth it. I want to dedicate this to my grandchildren and my children. And if you would like to have any information you can go onto our website at indigenousmessengers.com. Thank you for listening to Beatitudes with Dr. Kwamenich Sukina. Be sure to follow the show for more tools on how to experience wisdom in your everyday life for you to walk in victory with the right attitude.